I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. This is going to be a good podcast day because we have Samuel Robinson on with us. And Samuel Robinson has an organization called Play for Life, which is taking uh, just youth at risk all around Canada and also just youth in different areas and bring them together to play with them and present the gospel to them, but also give them everything they would need to thrive in their school year and their year. It's pretty amazing what he's doing right now, filling stadiums with youth all around the country of Canada. They're moving into America next year. I'm excited for him. But also, he does a, a ministry for revival in Canada, which is really amazing. And him and his wife lead this. They, they host events in unlikely places, but also some main cities where they bring in different revivalists from around the world to speak into what God's doing in Canada. So we have Samuel on today. He's very young, which I love. And he has a perspective about influencing influencers that's going to blow you away. Oh, today I'm excited because I get to be on the podcast with Sammy Robinson from Canada. And Sammy's been literally one of my dear, dear friends for years and him and his wife lead a ministry up in Canada that I love. And I've been a part of, I've actually gone on tours with you all through Canada many times. That's so true, Sean. Um, I, I don't know how many times you've been with us, but a lot here all, all across the nation. You've taken me to the coldest places in Canada during the coldest <laughs> times. I mean, I've been into, I mean, I don't know why I said yes to you so many times other than love. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. That's uh, where it's at. That's all I could say. One of the coldest places. Bonneville. That's like, there's like one restaurant in the entire city. We had such great, <laughs> awesome things happen there. But I'm thinking, what am I doing in Bonneville? There's like a Tim Hortons and, and a restaurant and that was it. And one hotel. Man, that's the Canadian <laughs> dream, buddy, right there. <laughs> oh my Lord. I have different dreams. I'm from America. So let's talk about, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, what's funny is that, uh, uh, only Sammy knows this is that I'm actually one fourth Canadian. My grandmother was a Canadian. So I used to joke around and make fun of Canadians quite a bit. And then two of my interns were Canadian. They're like, you know, God's going to vindicate us. And I asked my dad in front of them one time, I was like, Hey, where's grandma and grandpa from? It's such a random question. And he goes, Oh, from Moose Jaw, Canada. And they were laughing so hard. They were like, you are such a Canadian. And I'm like, oh, now I'm stuck with it forever. <laughs> You're one of us. <laughs> I'm one of you. I could, I could get citizenship, I think. It'd be great. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, we get to talk today. I mean, Sammy, you're one of the most subtle influencers I know because you influence so many influential people, but you're just Sammy. You're just this amazing guy who just has dreams in your heart, but you don't come across as like, you know pretentious or, or anything. You just, you're so loving and fun and normal, but you do have this incredible influence, especially in the sports world, but also with the, the church all over Canada specifically. And, uh, I just want to go into some of the stories cause you gave up a sports career. Even you put it on the altar for God. And, and there's a story you have about this that I want to go right into for our listeners. Yeah, I I remember when I was 17 years old, you know, I had a couple different scholarship on opportunities to play for, a couple of different uh, NCAA basketball um, schools. 
And I still remember the day, you know, when I was looking at my options and, and, you know, especially for my family, I know, Sean, you know, this, I come from a, a, a long pedigree of, of uh, sports. You know, my dad was uh, scouted by the LA Lakers. My, my uh, uncle, uh, Brian, he, he played high level sports. And so this was a huge thing. And I remember, you know, praying about what to do. And I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, um, Samuel, would you be willing to um, lay down this potential path for ministry and um because i have something for you that you might not understand right now but in the end it's going to be bigger than what you could ever imagine wow. and so i yeah and i remember trying to process this and and you know you're mulling this over because i mean you're young the, too so you're not yeah. like i mean young guys aren't thinking i'm gonna give up my dream <laughs> no. i mean you're only five foot two but you know it's oh, still a dream please please <laughs> I, I could still shoot over you no uh, <laughs> but it was one of those things though where you know you're, you're thinking about this you're thinking about your you know my whole life i, I trained to to get to this moment and, you know, it was in that place where I, I really asked the Lord, I said, okay, God, I, I need a word. And here's what the Lord spoke to me. He said, Samuel, he said, your, your basketball career, everything that you give to me, it's not thrown away. It's not lost. It's actually invested. And here's what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to give you um, something bigger than what you could ever think, but it's going to be a full soul, uh, circle moment. And so <laughs> with some tears, <laughs> I said, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, uh, and I gave it to the Lord and, you know, there was times just being honest, there were times where I thought, you know, you're in ministry, you're doing different things you're on the road. You're like, man, God, you know, uh, I have other friends that have played in, you know, in the league and, and, you know, they're, they're playing high level basketball. And I'm thinking, man, God, did I miss it? You know, was that really you? But, you know, in 2016, in February, you actually, you were there with us, Sean. You, you went to the All-Star Game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, it was an awesome uh, the moment. Yeah, it was All-Star Game in Toronto. And one of my buddies, um, who's the chaplain for the Raptors, Toronto Raptors, which is one of the NBA teams, and uh, he gave me a phone call. And he said, Sam, you know what? I've been praying. You know, we got the All-Star Game coming, coming up in February and uh, in Toronto. And he said, what do you think? If you are one of the chaplains um, for that game, now <laughs> I, I literally paused for three seconds because I, I was about to scream like a, a thirteen-year-old girl. <laughs> and I remember this moment. Uh, I'm in the room with all these players, and and I'm looking around. It's all the guys that you know I either you know watched or was around that same age group. And I'm looking around the room, and it's just amazing. I'm trying to be as cool and collective as possible because <laughs> I don't want to embarrass myself. And and uh, I've got. 10 minutes with these guys talking about the Lord. And as I'm sharing, I hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. And he says to me, did I not tell you that you didn't lose your, your basketball career, you invested it, and I can take anything and bring it full circle. And that moment so stuck to me, Sean, because you know what, there's, I just, for my life in, in general, I was like, wow, God, you can do anything. You know, I thought I was going to come in one way, but God actually had another door wow. that he opened. In the end, Sean, I believe that I am able to influence on a whole nother level because it came this this way, this door. And so, so yeah, so that that's the story behind that. And I would say this too, because I've been with you with athletes before in the past. And you, I mean, we'll talk about play for life in a minute. But uh, it's amazing to me because some of the athletes who've been around, they're looking for significance. And a lot of them are finishing their career and they're going, what now? What next? What do we do? And they're looking at you and they're going, I want to have significance and influence in the kingdom. Like, I want to do something for God. And so it's so cool that you're able to, you know, 
be who you are, that you could have been there and you actually develop differently. You just develop a lot differently. And these guys are looking to you and going, Hey, like there is something influential about your life and your sacrifice. But I love how God kind of, especially through the encounter you had about, um, youth. I mean, there was like this thing that hits you. I can't remember what it was, but you got hit with God's heart about kids at risk. Tell us about that. Yeah. Th- this was a few years ago. It was actually, uh, with a friend of mine, Patricia King, and, and you know Patricia, of we're course. actually in Montreal, and she was sharing on kids at risk in Cambodia and Thailand and and the whole human trafficking thing that's going on right now in the world. And so at that time, I, I had no idea what was going on. And and Patricia started talking about this, and, and my heart started just being so filled with compassion, thinking, God, you know, this isn't right. Like, I, I have to do something. And and I remember at the end, Patricia just did a time of worship. And I remember going up to the front and, you know, really just just receiving and saying, hey, Lord, you know, if you want to speak to me, uh, I'm open. And in that moment, it was so powerful, Sean. It was like the overwhelming love of God just touched me from the top of my head all the way down to my feet. And it was like I was looking through God's eyes, like Father God's eyes. Wow. And, and I saw a generation of children that no longer, Sean, they were in bondage, no longer were they in pain, but they were in perfect freedom. And the Lord started to speak to me. And, and this is part of, you know, what we're doing with Play for Life and and our our whole, you know, our 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 movement that we have right now here in, in Canada was out of this encounter where I saw all these kids, they were laughing, they were having fun, they were playing, you know, they were they were enjoying the things that kids should enjoy. Like, it, it, you know, and this is something that it's that image is so burned in me that I, I for the rest of my life, we are going to fight for every child because they have a voice. Wow. And and every time I see a child that's at risk, I can I have not just the father's heart, but I can see them in that place of freedom. And I believe, Sean, one day we are going to see a whole generation of kids completely set free that will not know bondage, that will not know the pain of the past, but they are literally going to walk in the freedom that God's called them to walk into. Well, and I think it's interesting. We have your parents who are revivalists in Canada and around the world, and they've been pretty much focused on the church, and that's which is great. We love your parents, Charlie. And- <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Charlie's so funny. He, his mom, Shirley and Charlie, are two of the funniest people I've ever met. And uh, But you had the same kind of heart as far as for revival, but there was something inside of you that you got gripped with God for stadiums and for youth. And you start play for life. And I think it's really interesting that the next generation of revival type leaders are getting gripped with like the entertainment industry or sports world or children at risk or these kinds of things. And they're going from, from the church means out into the world and doing something about it. But tell us about your encounter with where you actually wanted to start play for life and tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> well, Sean, I, I partly blame you for this, man. Uh, I'll take the responsibility because it's a good yeah, thing. <laughs> I know, 100%. Uh, but you you always, for the first uh, few times I met you, you, you told me like, Sam, you're you're not just built for, for the church. Even though you're going to bless the church, you're going to speak in the church. But God wants to give you strategies outside the four walls of the church. And I really took that to heart, man. And, you know, I started praying into this and asking the Lord, like, okay, God, you know, what does this look like? You know, what does it look like to actually take this presence that we feel inside the four walls of the church and manifest it, you know, 
outside where you have people that have never been to church before that have no grid for God. Totally. But but yet, though, there's a desire inside of them that I believe is in every person, you know, that they, they want the truth. They want the real deal. And so I started praying into this and it actually came out of a, an encounter. I had a dream. And in this dream, I was in this this living room area and there was this door uh, in this living room. And so I felt like I was supposed to walk up to it and I walked up to it and I, I tried to, to open the door mm. and it was locked. And, and I remember in this dream, I was frustrated. I'm like, God, everything that I like, I'm, I'm thankful for what you've given me. I thank you for this place. But it was like the next stage of my ministry that it was like, I could feel this anticipation, this glory, this, you know, this excitement for this next season, but it felt locked. And I was wow. like, God, what's wrong? And so I, I remember in this like living room, there was this table and I go up to the table and I slam my fist. So I'm like, God, what's the key? And the moment I said that, it was like Father God appeared to me on my right side. And the only way that I could describe him, Sean, he was old and young at the same time. Oh, wow. And it was amazing. And he looks at me and he says, Samuel, pray that the key of wisdom would be released to you. And the moment that I did that, I saw a key that was there and it was on the key. It was a silver key. And on the key, it said Isaiah 22, 22. And you know, it, Isaiah 22, 22 represents the key of David. It opens mm-hmm. doors, no man can close, closes doors, no man can open. And so I remember in my dream, taking this key, putting in the lock and the door opens and I get hit with this like overwhelming presence. And the moment that happens, I, I wake up and an idea drops in me called play for life. Wow. And our slogan was called playing to make a difference. And the Lord spoke to me, Sean, for an hour straight on how sports is such a key part of society in the sense of we learn so much through having fun. And and this vehicle of sports and how even my dad taught me, you know, the things of God through playing basketball. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And so – God gave me this idea that we could use the vehicle of sports to influence the next generation and to inspire them that they can make a difference now and they don't have to wait till they're 30, till they're 40, till they're established, but they can actually do something right now. They have a platform, they have a voice. And so it just well, started let me say to this, open though. I love that because I, I know I've, I've just been in conversations with you know probably thousands of people who have an encounter and get an idea like this. But one of the things I so appreciate you, and I just want to interject this in the story because we want to continue the story, mm-hmm. is the fact that you not only walked after it, you ran after it and were like, we're going to do this. I remember being with you in conference. You start telling me like behind the scenes, hey, I had this vision. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do it. And it was going to take like some high power athletes, some high power relationships. Yeah. And you're just like, God will bring it. It's going to happen. We're going to get stadiums. People are going to give us stadiums. We're going to host these events. So I just want to say as someone who is behind the scenes watching it. I love your faith so much and I love, and it it was so inspired by the love you saw for these kids that it was like, how could God resist doing this for you? I just, it was amazing, but go ahead and keep, keep telling the story. I just want to interject. No, for sure. That's amazing. And this is the, where we started launching play for life and all of a sudden, you know, um, we started with a few hundred kids and then it grew to, you know, over a thousand kids. And then we brought out the MVP of the NHL to one of our events, um, Carrie Price. He plays for the Montreal Canadiens. And, you know, we had over 3,500 kids 
plus over it's 2,000 amazing. parents. And, and so we went through this journey, Sean, and then you gave me this word, and this is the word I've been holding on to because I feel it, it, especially in this season. And you, it was about, I, it was probably about four years ago, and you spoke to me and said, Samuel, God wants to give you stadiums. And I'm like, whoa, okay. You know, we had done big events before. Like, you know, we've we've packed in 6,000 in, in different sporting events. But like the stadium, as soon as you said that, I had a picture of Rogers Arena in Vancouver, Canada, which is yes. where our professional hockey team plays. It has 22,000 seats. <laughs> it is a half a billion dollar arena. And I'm like, super ghetto, and, and I, super ghetto. Oh, crazy. Yeah, of course. It's like, you, you know, we, we could just phone up today and get it right now. But, uh, I, and so I remember the Lord speaking this to me. And to be honest, when you first said it, I was like, man, I don't know if Sean got it this time, but, but, uh, but I'm like, no, I'm going to believe it. And so, so God started to speak to me. I want to give you stadiums. I want to give you stadiums. And so I went through this three month process of like going for a walk, Sean, in the middle of the woods because I didn't want to be around anybody wow. because I I had to I had to believe it myself. I had to pray and speak it out. Lord, I thank you for stadiums. I thank you for stadiums because I needed to like you know faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. I needed to speak it over me because if I didn't believe it there's no way anybody else would believe it. And I remember after 3 months I'm like, "Lord, I thank you for stadiums." And it clicked. Wow, it was like one so day cool. I'm like, "I'm going to get a stadium." And I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I'm going to get a seat. I'm in the middle of the woods. It's freezing cold in Canada. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm going to get a stadium. So I phone up Kristen, my wife, and I'm like, baby, we're going to get a stadium. Now, I love my wife because she's like, oh, baby, that's so awesome. Just remember dinner's at five. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I knew. Wife. I knew those shot. I was like, I'm going to get a stadium. This is amazing. And, and, and so I, I remember telling all my friends and, and I'm like, we're going to get a stadium. They're like, awesome. When? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, then how do you know? I'm like, I just know. But wow. here's the thing with the prophetic, you can know and not know at the same time. And it's God meaning this trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path and i just feel this like that thing and so i remember literally after i felt that i'm going to get a stadium uh, you've met my friend james um in vancouver yeah. he phones me up he's a businessman uh, one of the top commercial real estate agents in all of vancouver he gives me a call and he says samuel the lord spoke to me and i said really i said what do he say he says well i'm supposed to help you get a stadium <laughs> like, come, on. Like, come on i'm like this is awesome and he says here's what we're gonna do he said i'm gonna rent now check this out i'm gonna rent the penthouse suite of rogers arena so it's the most expensive suite it costs five hundred thousand dollars a year to wow. rent i'm gonna rent this for every single home game so for 41 games wow. we have this suite and what we did was we just said okay we're going to devote this thing because we wanted to get our foot in the door of this place and we're like we're going to devote this to prayer and worship and we are going to speak to this building this arena <laughs> and literally call it into sean prophetically call it into its original intent like, even though that this has been used to glorify man, I believe its original intent in the eyes of God is one day it's going to glorify him. And one day we're going to see thousands of kids get saved. And so we would we would be at games prophesying this. ACDC, Highway to Hell, would be out there blaring. And we're like, <laughs> God, have your way. And so 
Long story short, um, one of the Vancouver Canucks on December um, 31st of um, 2014, um, he gets injured and uh, he needs he needs a miracle in his body. Um, he had a leg injury. He's supposed to be out for three months. Um, he's a Christian and he hears, um, you know, that about us and that we have a suite and that we, you know, we've been praying. And so he comes up the next day and basically he says, hey, guys, listen, I know you guys are Christians. I need a miracle in my body. Can you guys pray for me? Wow. And we're like, sure. And so. Sean, we all laid hands on him. And in that moment, we prayed. He was completely, yes. totally healed. Yes. <laughs> so talk about awesome. And this guy's like, like, you know, he's one of the best players on the team. He's freaking out. He's jumping up, up and down. He's like, this is awesome. I can't wait to tell, tell my team. So the next morning they have team practice and there he is normal and he's skating on the ice wow. full equipment. Now, now can you imagine because he's telling us this, he's like the medical staff and the team, like freak out. They lose their mind. They're like, "What are you doing?" Because you have to remember, this guy's making six million dollars a year. Like, wow. like he's a big asset to the team. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And and so, <laughs> so he's like, he's like, "Well, uh, you know what? There's those Christians in that suite, and they prayed for me, and I'm completely, totally healed." They're like, "You're what?" He's like, "I'm healed." And they tracked with them and he was completely normal. Come His on. whole body was healed. It literally, that one testimony sent a ripple effect through the whole organization. So much so that a week later, Sean, the owner of the Vancouver Canucks gets my number and gives yes! me a call. Yes, that's amazing. Says, Samuel, you don't know me, but he said this. He said, I go to church twice a year, hoping that God will answer one question. And I'm like, really? And I said, what is it? He, and he, here's what he said. He says, God, do you have power? Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. And he's like, for the first time in my life, Samuel, I have seen the power of God. And I want to propose something to you. What do you think if I give you Rogers Arena, March the 20th of 2016, completely totally for free. <laughs> oh. And so March 20th. Which I'm like is, reliving the story because I know the story. Come and I'm on. reliving it fully. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, March the 20th is 320 and Ephesians 320 is, is the scripture that the, Lord, the world. that the Lord spoke to me about. And Sean, we had thousands upon thousands upon thousands of kids coming through this whole arena. The owner got the Vancouver Canucks to do an open practice for us as a place of promotion. Like they did the promotion for us. We didn't even have to do promotion. They did it for us. And all they asked was this, can you do the same thing for our community like you did for our hockey player? And in that time, Sean, we saw, I think it was, I think we saw 1800 decisions for Christ in that one moment. In one day. One day. It just happened. Yeah. Just just right there. And that opened up a door for us to do stadiums now all across Canada. It's given us the And America. You're coming to America now, too. Yeah. yeah, more in America as well. Yeah. Man, Samuel Robinson. This is amazing. <laughs> well, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Perfect. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, um, the best way is our website, which is www.voiceofrevival.ca. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, it's Samuel Robinson. 
and I'm also on on uh, Instagram, and it is um, Voice of Revival Canada. And so I encourage you to check it out. Totally. And we've been talking to Sammy about how he gave up his potential career in the NCAA to go after God, just the call of God in his life. And instead of just limiting it to the church, said, I'm going to go wherever you go, God. Got a heart for kids at risk, then ran after starting Play for Life and now is going into stadiums and not only bringing tons of kids to the Lord, but also providing everything they would need to succeed in life, backpacks and hearing aids and whatever they would need. He's, their organization is giving him. So you're going to want to get a hold of Samuel. So go to his website and check him out. But thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, Sean, I love being with you, man. This is so awesome. Thank you. Hey, have a great day. You too. Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bowlesministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together on our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together. Bowls.